Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, it is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios at hour number three. Uh, we are glad for you to be here. We got a guest at the bottom of the hour, Colette Smith. Wow. Former NFL coach, the first African-American female coach, Rob, in the NFL. And she was one of the first females, period. But she's the first black female coach. She coached with the Jets few years ago she'll join us at the bottom of the hour to talk all things NFL Rob and let me say this to you Rob if you haven't seen this um you know the Lakers are playing Dallas did you put shekels on this uh no okay Dallas is up without Luka mind you 50 to 47 I get it it's halftime we're not gonna jump to conclusions but Rob Parker Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis do you have any idea what his line is? Oh, God. Uh, let me, because you're saying that, I'm going to say it's uh, four points, um, three rebounds. Close. Four what? points. What? Five rebounds, Chris, five I've, turnovers. I totally guessed. I'm not even lying to you. I'm not watching it. Totally. Hey, four points. What is bro. it? Four, 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 four points five? on one of five shooting, five rebounds, and five turnovers. Wow. This is getting I, I I don't even know how to explain it. What I mean, what come you, on. What, what what do you think, Chris? What do you think? What are you thinking now at this point? What is going on with this team? With Anthony come da- on well, now. With the team. Let's talk about Anthony Davis first because we're gonna get yeah. to Steph, so we'll be quick. Okay, uh, Rob. Honestly, I just think that it, it seems clear that he rested on his laurels after he got that championship. And he doesn't seem to have the drive to, you know, just want to win as many rings, as many MVPs, and just be an all-around dominant force in the NBA. And Rob, you and I talk about this all the time. There's people like that in every industry. I mean, let's, let's keep it real. Anthony Davis can sit there and say in his mind, I got a ring. I'm a Hall of Famer. I am, whether you think I should be on the team or not, I'm officially top 75 ever. I got a big contract. $100 million, several hundred million dollars in the bank. I'm cool. I'm good. Like real talk. Because people say that in every industry, Rob. So there's that. Now, from a competitive standpoint in sports, it looks bad. But in life in general, maybe he's just that type of person. He's content. He's having fun playing basketball. But he ain't, he ain't got to be better than Kevin Garnett in his but, mind. But, but here, I mean, maybe that's thing. it. I don't know. But, Chris, he's too young for that. Do you know? Like, I hear like, you. You're like, you're in your 20s, right? I mean, like, how could you not want – you know, it's a short – Professional, your, your career, most nobody, most people aren't That's LeBron James. That's the thing James. dudes should realize, Most Rob. people play like 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 uh, 
Bird and Michael, they played 13, 15 years max, Chris. And right. they were the best of the best. So so you play you play 15 years or 13 or 14 years, and you got your whole life. You're a young guy. You're, You're 36, young. 37 right. years old. Right. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, look, and it ain't like you can't enjoy yourself. I believe, I'm sure LeBron James is enjoying himself as he, you know, pushes to be the absolute oh, yeah. best player no, he can be. There's no doubt. I'm Michael Jordan enjoyed going himself. Forward, right. Because no, we both but, thought. Right. We're saying, like, it's not like you're saying Anthony Davis has to lock himself in the hotel room and can't ever go out and have fun. Not at all. I, but you're I just saying when see you, him on the court, be the best you can. Yes. I wanted to see him, and we talked about it. I thought it was going to be the exact opposite, and I was wrong. I thought after he won the championship, the monkey's off your back. You know yep. you got one in your back pocket no matter what happens. Now you can just go out and ball. Nah, you're right. Well, let's let's move, Rob, because I know we want to get here to a guy that certainly does have that, that killer instinct and pushing to be the best player he can be, and that's Steph Curry. And last night he uh, broke Ray Allen's record, we all know, for – Career three-pointers made, um, you know, no surprise there. Uh, Rob, I thought it was overdone. Um, it was almost like, I mean, they treated it like he broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. Um, I, I could see even the, the assist record by John Stockton, which is so far out there that I don't know if anybody will ever break that. But that deserving this type of thing. To me, this record is kind of like the Steels record. Like, it's nice. It's great. Right. But, But, you know, it was overdone. But here's what I think, Rob. I think it was overdone, and we don't have to get into our debate that we always have, but I think it was overdone because many people, I would say most. I mean, you had Reggie Miller there last night, who's arguably the best shooter ever. He says it's Steph. I think, Rob, it was overdone because I think I think people viewed it as like an official acknowledgement that this is the best shooter ever. And then I think the second reason was because it was like an official acknowledgement of how much he changed the game. And again, we don't want to debate now whether he's the best shooter ever, but I I think that's why it was overdone. Because Rob, I mean... We've rarely seen moments like that get done done up this big. When it's, I mean, it's one thing when LeBron if he breaks Kareem's record, you know what I'm saying. But this is, you know, it's not. I, I don't can view this like some why humongous I think record. It is. I, yeah, I hear what ahead. you're saying on your point. I think it was a, a couple things. A lot I don't of people because he's light skinned No, a lot of people like stuff. <laughs> Are you? They, no, right. a lot of people like stuff. And that's what we do now. Like the broadcast, they want to, they want to, everything's a big deal, Chris. Every, everything. If it's going to be televised. But hold, look at Tom Brady's records this year. And it not, yeah. wasn't a big deal. Don't yeah. you, you know? No, I, I, I guess. Um, but I'm saying. I mean, you know, they didn't stop the game. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? No, I know. I know. Right. But I, but I think, you know, when they, when they, I knew this was going to happen when they, Made the big deal when he was 16 shots away. You remember? Well, I, 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 I agree with that. that. You can see it coming, I, yes. I was yes. like, what? they're talking about that like it's going to happen in tonight's game? I was just like, he's never made 16 threes, Chris. Right, no like, one that was That was like crazy. Well, you, you, Mark Jackson had an interesting comment a month ago, and Mark Jackson, of course, coached Steph. And, and I do think, Rob. And gave him the green had, light. Right. I think he had a lot to do with – 
Steph and Clay becoming what I think is the greatest backcourt ever um, because he shows so much confidence in both of those guys who really weren't very highly touted, you know, coming into the league. Uh, I mean, they were lottery picks, but nobody expected something like this. Um, but here's what he said about Steph about a month ago. Because I said, you know, Steph Curry's ruined the game. Yeah. People thought I was taking a shot at Steph Curry, right. and I'm glad I had a chance to, you know, explain, explain it. it to him because right. I, I'm foolish enough to believe what well, everybody get what I'm trying to say. Right. Basically, what you just said right. was a remix version of it. Right. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to youth games. My kids were younger. I'm going to their games, and kids are jacking up shots like they Steph Curry out of those are horrible shots. Right. <laughs> and, and the first thing they do, they they come off the bench and they they shooting shots, and instead of making a move going to the cup, they're shooting he's from half court. I'm like, this is awful basketball. This guy has a gift and he has the ability to make that shot. Right. That's like me. I, I'd be ruining the game if I go and take that shot. Right. I'm not Steph Curry. Right. And I should not try to be Steph Curry. I should try to be the best player that I could possibly be. And people were thinking it because he made it look so easy that they could do it. They lied to themselves. I, that makes sense. Right. What are your thoughts on that? I've said that. I think Steph has ruined the game from that standpoint that everybody wants to shoot threes. And that's the part of the game that, yes, when you talk about him changing it, even though, Chris, you know, that's European basketball too. That was, that was a lot of the guys, the big guys, Darko and those people out there, right. who, you know, who played Dirk. basketball. Yes, they all did that, Chris. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a part of European basketball. Even seven-footers are out on a perimeter Larry Brown hated it when Darko was, you know what I mean? Like, well, Rob, quickly, I don't want yeah, to stop just, just train the thought. But remember remember when we started getting beat in international competition in the early 2000s? It was because Lithuania and Yugoslavia, Croatia, all these places, they were shooting threes. Right. And they knew they couldn't compete with us athletically or, you know, just in bang. many other right. elements. Right. But they, if they're getting three and we're getting two, then they're going to have a shot. And that's what was happening. Yeah. No, no, no. That's definite. And, and Mark Jackson's point is spot on. And it's not a rip job, but, it, but it's just like it, 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 it made everybody believe that they could do it too. And we've seen some – everybody's not a great three-point shooter. And sometimes you need to go like, no, that's take a step or two in, Chris – and make a shot. <laughs> Can you do that? Here's my only pushback. Because you, I agree with Mark's sentiment, and I agree with yours. But it does, and Mark acknowledged it, Rob, it sounds like a rip job. And you can say it in a way where it's not Steph Curry ruined the game of basketball. It's, look, these kids are trying to follow in Steph Curry's footsteps, and they're not him. Because, Rob, you know this. People said the same thing about Michael Jordan. Not with the three, but that, oh, everybody wants to play ISO now. Everybody wants to go one-on-one and be athletic and, you know, fly through the air. And that was true. And people were saying that ruined the game, right? Too much ISO ball. Um, when you have great players, like once-in-a-generation type talents, it's inevitable. They can do things that not only the rest of us can't do, but that the rest – of the great world-class athletes in their sport can't do. And Ali, Muhammad Ali, Rob, arguably the greatest fighter ever, right? A lot of his fundamentals were poor, 
Right? He moved his, pulled his head back when they took a punch at him. You're not supposed to do that. He kept his hands down when he right, was Right, he kept his How hands down. He didn't really go to the body. Like, right. all of that was bad fundamentals, but he could do it because he was so athletic and skilled and gifted. But if you go out there, other fighters try to keep their hands down and get knocked out. They get knocked out. Right? I, I used to, I used to be amazed by that. Like he didn't protect his face or keep. Right. His, it was. And it was. It was and, and, and Rob, like, so that's my point is that guy. Even with LeBron, LeBron came into the league. He was ball dominant. He was the system. And now, if you go watch AAU. You see a lot of guys at high school level, AAU, whatever, they're ball dominant. You know, they're the system. Um, and so it's not LeBron's fault. It's not Jordan's fault. It's not Ali's fault. It's not Steph's fault. It's actually the fault of, I don't even know if it's unavoid if it's avoidable, right? Like, can you can you blame young kids for wanting to play like their idols? Right, now, but, if coaches got to be able to coach them right. Yeah, but that, that's the issue, and I, I agree with you, but I've been at some youth games, and I'm like Mark. I'm, I told you I went to LaMelo Ball's game, Chris, like a, a game here, and him and his brother just – They cherry-picked, didn't they? They cherry-picked. They threw up ch- – I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe that was a high school team. I, I right. the coach like like Lamelo was at half court. He would just stand there like the other guys are playing on defense. They would get the rebound, chuck it up to him, and he would step over half court and just shoot it. <laughs> I, I, it's amazing I, how he's become such a really good right. player. He was so undisciplined and didn't play basketball. It was amazing, and I just shook my head at it. Um, but I, it goes on. It goes on, and right. the coaches can't do anything. If you remember, they got rid of that coach, even though yeah, right. he let LaMelo and them do whatever they wanted, and they right. still weren't happy with it. Well, that's the thing. Now, let's just face it, coaches aren't empowered. AU is arguably more important than high school basketball, right? High school your, basketball is not team. even the same, Chris. Right. Not, not close. And here's the thing with AAU. Let's say you're a great player, Rob, and I'm your coach. If I try to coach you, like I I bench you for taking bad shots, I bench you for not passing the ball or not playing D, you're going down the street to play for the next team, and now you're kicking my butt and my team. Or I'm not linked up to you anymore where maybe maybe I can can, help myself come up on your your, uh, heels, you know? You get a scholarship, maybe I can get a, a better coaching job somewhere. You know what I mean? And so these kids, they aren't getting coached like they used to. They're working with personal trainers more than ever. Yeah, but they're but not, the coach, they're not yeah. being coached here. No, so. no. All right, is it fair to say that Steph Curry ruined basketball? 877-99 on Fox. Your turn to win with Chris and Rob, the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it is The Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're brought to you by AutoZone. You know we're down with AutoZone. They've got the free services you need to help get you back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. 
And they've got over 5,600 locations nationally. Look, AutoZone, man, it's the place to go. It's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone, 877-99 on Fox. Did Steph Curry ruin basketball? And, Chris, we do want to say, remember, we're going to have Hugh Jackson, the uh, new coach at Grambling State. And, uh, yeah, he was with recruits and parents. So uh, he'll do the show with us another time. And, yep. You know, just cool. like we thought, right, that today yep. would yep. signing day. So uh, we'll get Hugh on another time. All right, let's get to the calls, 877-99 on Fox. What about Kenny in Phoenix? You're on The Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Kenny? What up, fellas? Thanks for everything you guys do. Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. All right, all right fellas. So my comment is I think we got to take it to about six, seven years prior to Steph. And I'm going to go Mike D'Antoni ruined the league because with his seven seconds or less, bringing the ball up and shooting as fast as possible, I think Steph learned from that. And Steve Nash used to go over there to Golden State and kind of mentor those guys and kind of show, like, Kerr how to run that offense. I think it taught Steph how to pull up from anywhere, anytime, and it gave him the freedom. I think it started with D'Antoni and Steve Nash. Well, look, I, I think they contributed, um, obviously, to seven seconds or less. But we had seen fast basketball before. Um, now, one one thing about that Phoenix team. It, it, Chris, it right. was in Denver. I remember when, uh, what was his name, the Laker coach who Magic got fired. Westhead? West, Westhead in Denver. They, oh, remember Westhead. they ran – they ran oh, yeah, that. other teams. Right, Denver right. used to play really fast. Denver played real fast back yep. then. That was, that was in the 80s. Michael Adams, remember the little 5'10 guard? Yep. He was putting up threes. Um, yeah, and, and the Suns, Rob, they were a quick shooting team. They weren't really a fast. Like, when they would break, they would break to shoot threes, fast break. They wouldn't fast break and get a lot of dunks and layups, and that's obviously what the game became. We saw, I remember last year, the infamous – highlight with uh, Denver when they they could have tied the game or won the game with a layup right. and they instead they had, put up they for had three. a three-on-one break. Right. <laughs> and they, so, yeah, it, it's, I mean, I, I get what he's saying, but Steph is the Steph is the face of the new basketball, right? I mean, there's it's not D'Antoni, it's not Steve Nash, it's Steph Curry. All right, Tyler in Arkansas, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Tyler? Hey, guys, how are you doing? Doing good. Um, what's up, man? Yeah, so my take on it is is that, uh, you know, I don't think that he ruined the game. He changed the game for sure. But he just widened, you know, he just widened the scope. Uh, so whereas just like, you know, what do you do every time you throw a paper ball into the trash can? You yell Kobe, right? I mean, so, so with Steph, you're just having kids practice stuff more, right? We just Nobody practiced 30-footers, 30, 30 right? So, I mean, over the next five to ten years, you're going to see – Way more people will be able to shoot from beyond the arc at a way higher clip, at a much more accurate clip. I mean, I don't think that it ruined the game. It's just going to change, you know, how the game is played altogether, right? But but when you use the term ruin, I, I do get what that it, – it's kind of like, Chris, and, and, and follow me here, it's the same thing with baseball. Just the home runs or the strikeouts. Like, the game's still played, you know what I mean? People still get RBIs. But but the the philosophy and the way people do things ha, it has changed the game, and to a certain extent, some people think baseball has been ruined by that too. You're not manufacturing runs, Chris. 
uh, a guy like bases. Ricky Henderson, a Hall of Famer, they don't steal bases anymore, right? They don't right. hit and run. Well, they don't here, bunt. Here, here's the thing, and it just like with Michael Jordan, people overlooked how fundamentally sound he was, how smart of a basketball player he was, how great of a passer, a very good passer he was. It's saying with Steph, Rob, Steph is an all-around player. Now, he's not a great defender, but he's an adequate, He's especially now, he's become an adequate defender. He puts forth the effort. He's not great, but he puts forth the effort. He is a very good passer. He is a uh, very good finisher at the rim. His ball handling is really second only to Kyrie, um, and he can shoot the mid-range. Like, if people want to say, oh, he's just a three-point shooter, no, nah, offensively, he can do it all. Um, so people, that's what, again, that's what they tend to do with great ones. They just kind of focus on what their, you know, their best attribute was and, um, and ignore a lot of the other good things they did. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. We got Colette Smith, the first African-American female head coach ever in the NFL. She'll join us next to talk all things football. But first, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the iCouple live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And our next guest is uh, the first African-American female coach in NFL history. She became that when she began coaching the New York Jets in 2017 on Ty Bowles' staff. And uh, she was the first female coach ever with the New York Jets. We welcome in Colette Smith. Colette, How welcome are to you? the Eye Couple. What's happening, Chris? How you doing tonight? I am great. I am great. It is, it's our pleasure to have you on. No doubt. And let's start with, um, with what I just said. You made history. Um what was it like for you to coach in the NFL as a female? And where are you as far as football now? Are you, are you still coaching? Do you want to get back into coaching? Uh, what's going on with that? I mean, I don't know anything else but being a female. So whatever job I had, I was always a female. So uh, that's a difficult question for me to answer. But or in, an I say male, in an all-male sport, obviously, I mean, you were well, I one mean, female Chris, coaching men. Chris, you know, when I think about being a woman and being a black woman, any time I worked in corporate America doing marketing, I was the only woman in the boardroom. I was the only woman when I was selling new developments in real estate. So that's not uncommon for me. I was the only woman when I was doing construction work for 10 years with Local 79. So it wasn't a position that was different from anything I had encountered before. It was just different to the rest of the world. I was going to say that. How did the, the players respond to you? Did did they just wait to hear what you were coaching and 
and, and see what you knew? Did they question you and ask, well, what have you done? You know what I mean? To get here, were they in, inquisitive about your, uh, you know, your knowledge and where you got it from and all that? Or did they just say, okay, she's the coach, they hired her, and I'm going to listen to her? What was that like? They listened to me. Uh, you got to understand that you just don't get to walk in and say, hey, I'm the next woman. Their head coach hired me directly, right? So they didn't question who else the head coach, you know, put in whatever position on his coaching staff. Right. So, no, I was never questioned. The guys gave me nothing but love and respect, and I did the same to them. Um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't the lead position coach, you know, but um, – they listened to me when I ran drills, and um, it was a great. I mean, there was there were no ifs ands or buts. It was just, you know, if you were down but trying to win games, and we were all on one team. And uh, actually, most of the guys uh, were very proud. I mean, the guys welcomed me with open arms, and they were saying, "Wow, you know, I never thought about this happening before, but this is pretty cool." And I got two daughters, or you know, I'm gonna start playing football with them, or I'm gonna ask my daughters more about football now, and I'm. So it, it was an eye-opening uh, situation for everybody involved. It was, it was quite amazing. So, Colette, what are you doing with football now? Um, well, with football, I'm not coaching any team right now at this particular moment, although I have been called on by a couple coaches. I'm still weighing my options because currently I'm working with my own company called Believe in You Incorporated, that seeks to empower underserved and marginalized communities. So through my journey of making it and making it all the way, let's say, to the NFL, something unprecedented to the rest of the world, to me it didn't seem like that. It was just me doing something that I loved, that I was good at doing. So I am um, running my company. So I do football camps for kids. I'm doing two events during Super Bowl week in Los Angeles, California. I'm, I'm going to take on 100 girls, and we're going to do some football drills and some motivation, uh, life-changing skills for them, and talk about L's don't mean losses. They're lessons. Great. You know, you, you said you had a positive experience, and, and people embraced you and, and were cool with you and, and the job you were doing. But, you know, around the NFL, we've seen all kinds of uh, stuff, like with the Washington football team and ownership and – sexual harassment and all kinds of stuff that has, you know, muddied the NFL uh, behind the scenes. It's happened a lot. Um, were you just blessed? Did you know anything going on with other women in the NFL or were you just blessed to be in a situation where uh, ownership and players and coaches have more respect or in um, talking to other women, did you know other problems were happening? No, I, I I was unaware of anything that was going on elsewhere. I mean, I don't care where what job you have, whether it be in the NFL or some other entity. Uh, you know, there's always going to be a couple idiots in the room, right? right. A couple people that that don't deserve to be there by the way they treat other people. Um, I think everybody comes across that in some capacity in their life. Now, I you know I did have one coach that was a complete a-hole to me. He was a complete a-hole. I'll never forget his face. In fact, I'd love for him to put a mouthpiece in and suit up so we can go at it. But, um, 
you know, and a, a lot of times it, it would break my spirit for a few minutes, and then I'd have to remember who I am and where I came from and who my parents raised me to be. So, um, no, I, I mean, I don't think it's being blessed. I mean, if that's the case, we can ask every woman in America and across the globe, are they blessed if they never had a, you know, uh, in altercation? Right. Or, no, I uh, see. Well, I mean, you have one. Right. You know, I, I was but, just curious. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, no, not at all. Uh, not at all. I, I loved what I did there. I keep in touch with my guys. In fact, one of my favorite players from the team, and I didn't even coach him directly. He wasn't in my position. He's a linebacker, Demario Davis, number 56, yep. was a standout player then, and he's more of a standout player now with the Saints. And I have major respect for that man. We would come out to practice, Chris, and when the whole team came out, the coaches came out, and we're ready to start practice, start practice, he'd already be out there wet from running his own practice, and then he'd be right in it. He took on his leadership position, and then he'd give 100% during, during practice. And then I usually got mad at the guys for not giving their all. And I'd be yelling at somebody, <laughs> and Demario Davis would step right up behind me and say, yeah, come on, y'all. We're trying to win or what? So this guy was a stand-up player. And then even to take it even further, you know, after practice, when we were all going in to grab some food and to watch film, break film down, he would say to me, hey, coach, can we run some DB drills real quick? I'm like, let's go, right? So this is a person that went above and beyond, and you love a player like that. Love a player like that. Colette, the Jets are struggling, and they oh. have been for quite some time. Yeah, what? Obviously, you're not on staff now, but – no. What do you see going on there? And, I mean, they just can't seem to get out of their own way. And the Giants as well. I mean, both of the New York teams yeah. are in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be corrected there. Um, listen, I, I, I know some things that I, I actually will not say publicly that goes on, um, that, that I believe is going on with the Jets. Um I, I, you know what, these guys, I, I feel so bad for, for everything. I don't know if they're cursed or what, but, or they need me to come back. Maybe they need me to come <laughs> back. But in, in a perfect world, you know, if I were to, if somebody were to ask me, who do you want to see in the Super Bowl, I would say the Jets and the Giants, right? And I have to laugh because I don't know when that would ever right, happen. I hope right. it happens yeah, before we know I die when, one day. When, when hell freezes over, uh, real quick. <laughs> yeah, what, pretty what, much. Re- really, one last question. We got about a minute. There was a story today, I don't know if you saw it, where uh, a kicker from the Jaguars said that during training camp or before the season, Urban Meyer came by and kicked him. And uh, other mm. players saw it. Player, you know, was on the record talking about that. When you hear something like that, that a, a coach would kick a player, I mean, anybody, a kid, but a grown man on an NFL team, is that shocking to you? Uh, no, because I, I need to see the context. I need to see it. You know, I might have walked by one of my players, whether it be a woman or the Jets, and said, hey, hey, you know, with my foot, get up, let's go. You know, what are you doing? I don't see that as being a big deal, so I don't know what to what capacity he kicks somebody, so I can't even engage in that. Yeah, don't you, have know. To, you have to read the story. Okay, yeah, because it, yeah. It, it's not like a love tap. It's this portrayed a as yeah. a disciplinary kick. Yeah. Like, 
you're going to start making field goals, you know, kicking them. Uh, but you're right. I mean, and we said that. We discussed it. There are different ways that could have happened where it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? But Correct. at least the kicker portrays it as that it was, you know, it was And it wasn't anonymous and, or off the right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his name is to it and said other people saw it. Wow. But are the people backing it? I have to look well, at we'll that story. That, I, I think that Jacksonville is going to have to do an investigation. Right. Or right. at the uh-huh. very least, I would think that players and the organization is going to have to answer for it now. Because the story just came out to this evening. And they'll probably be asked about it tomorrow. So tomorrow, yep. we'll yeah. see what guys Well, you know, you know what? I mean, I, I think everybody has gotten so overly sensitive with so many things. I mean, I wish we could kind of go back to, like, old school and we just play some ball and, you know, the, the, the cowboy up and, and get the job done. You know, I, I, I love to do um, – when I was coaching, I used to love to, to work with a program called Stars. And one of my – Good friend, Bobby Jackson, former cornerback from the New York Jets. He and I coached together sometimes, my women's pro football team. And we just worked on basic, a basic system called STARS. STARS stands for stance, technique, assignment, responsibility, and situation. Right? Go through fundamentals. I, like, I want a sound team. If you can't cut the mustard, you can go sit on the bench. In fact, you can give me your jersey before you go sit on the bench and you can watch. <laughs> Maybe come back next season when you're more prepared to want to I had win. a hot dog restaurant in Detroit, and we used to say, if you can't cut the mustard, don't eat the Frank, but that's another story. Hey, I, I, hey, I'm, I'm down with that life. Don't feel all like right. you got to laugh at that, Colette. I, Thank mean, you. I, I hear no, stuff No, I mean, like I'm all, down with that life. Long. Same difference. Don't <laughs> eat the hot dog. Right. Yeah, that's right. Wait, look, don't waste stuff. my bread. That's right. Great don't waste stuff, my bread. Colette. We appreciate your time. And we'll get you on again, and, uh, you know, good luck with everything you're doing. But we'll definitely get you on and, and really talk some specific stuff going on around the league because it sounds like uh, you do a great job analyzing that. So Appreciate thank you for you. your thank time, you. yeah, and I, happy I, I, holidays. I want to continue listening to what you guys have to say about Thursday night's game. I'd be curious to see what you guys feel about that. All so, right. Um, I'm going to continue listening in, guys. Let's hope uh, thank you, you right very day. much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. God bless. <laughs> All right, Colette. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. All right. That's Colette Smith, first African-American female coach in the NFL and the first female coach ever for the New York Jets. We got a question. Do old heads respect Giannis? We'll talk about that next. Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, yeah, we got the sounds. We have The Odd Couple. We're live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And look, I got a question for you. Real talk. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? Simple question. Because here's the truth, brothers. Your reaction time slows way down when you're high. Simple as that. Legal or not, your reaction time slows down. That's just a fact. And you not only put yourself in danger, which we don't want, but you put everyone around you in danger, which we also don't want. So stop kidding yourself if you've been using marijuana in any form, rub, rubbing it on you, smoking it, whatever, however you can use it nowadays. Don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Simple as that. So drive high, get a DUI. It's paid for by NHTSA. 
All right, Rob. Lakers. I'm a, listen. I don't know if you're watching this. I am. They're down eighty-five to 82. 80, 85, 82. Yep, right. eighty-five, eighty-two. Yep, eighty-five, eighty-two to the Mavericks. Now LeBron is having a big game. He's got twenty-two points. Anthony Davis has rebounded in the second half. He's got sixteen points, and Westbrook's got sixteen. And they're still losing to the Mavericks without Luka Doncic. Now, they may win. They got, they got a good amount, six and a half minutes left. Right. There's still time, but still it's a bad look that it's just a struggle. You know, it's like, just a struggle. It, se- it seemed like it's just a struggle every night. Yep. I, and I they right? aren't playing great teams yet. Right. I mean, Dallas is a so-so team, especially without Luka. They're, they're, they are a bad team, actually, without Luka. And it's Oklahoma City, it's Orlando, it's Detroit, it's Houston, and they're nail biters. It, right. It's, it's shocking. Just, yeah. It's shocking that that they just can't come out, play a good game, win. You know what I mean? And yep. it's just it's such a struggle. And you said it before. Even when LeBron has big nights, it's still not an easy W. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they, uh, they lose, and he has a big night. Yep. Yep, they got their work cut out for them. But um, there was an interesting poll. The Athletic polled 118 former players. And you you referred to it earlier with uh, KD being, of all the players in the league, they picked KD as first to take the last shot. Now, you use that against Steph. But I thought it was interesting that he was second. You know, it could have been, it wasn't like, who would you take, Steph or KD, to take the shot? It was of anybody in the league, who you taking? And most, you know, not most, but most, the, St- Kevin Durant got the most votes, and Steph got second. So, um, you know, there's that. But I don't know there when they also, did it, but those two guys also were players of the month. You remember the first month Well, of they the did year. it before the season started. Okay, all right. They did before the season started. I was just started. saying that, you know, those With, two had the, were the first the player of the month. So I right. was wondering the timing. Okay, good. Well, they asked one of the other questions was, who is the best player in the league? 44% said Kevin Durant. 31% said LeBron. And at number three was Giannis with 13%. Now, again, this is before the season. I don't know that 31% would say LeBron, at, you know, at this point. Um, but... Giannis was also coming off, Rob, a historic NBA Finals, and he still only got 13% of the vote, yeah, that, that's which to surprising. me is baffling. Yeah, Especially the way he played Chris and what he was able to accomplish. I, I'm a little surprised, and I think that LeBron is just a, a knee-jerk reaction. You know, he was, he was great. He's been great. He's one of the right. all-time greats, so it's hard not to put him on any list. Well, I, I think you make a great point. And, Rob, let's just keep it real. We've talked about – players voting for things in the past. But also, let's just keep it real. A lot of former players don't really keep up with the game that much. Nope. I mean, we have former players on who are analysts, right? They're paid to But those other guys, they don't. You're 100%. So like you said, they, oh, Kevin Durant, oh, LeBron, they might might not have watched four games last year. You know what I mean? And they're just going to say LeBron – to your point, so uh, I, I think that is some of it. But, yeah, I, it is a little surprising anyway, though, that Giannis was third. Uh, all right, it's the odd couple. 
We will be up with you guys tomorrow, but keep it locked. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, they got fire!